Welcome everyone to the One More Game Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, aka Darcy, and with me is Texas's most wanted, Isaac Campos. Isaac, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. You know, been working a lot now um, with my new job. I think I, I mentioned that last episode. Um, but yeah, I'm good. I just uh, just got off now, so I'm feeling good. I actually just got a 23andMe thing, like a DNA test that came in today. Oh, okay. So I'm going to do that later and find out, you know, what I'm made of. <laughs> try so to find out for that. Try to find out if you actually should root for Mexico or not. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, I don't even want to talk about that right now. <laughs> but anyways, man, yeah, that's about it for me. Ain't got much going on. What about you? How are you? Uh, um, I'm doing good. Uh, just want to say real quick for all our listeners, thank you guys so much for um, being understanding last week on not having an episode. Uh, my wife and I unfortunately had a family member pass away, so we had to go back oh, man. to attend a funeral, and that's why we could not, uh, of course, record an episode for last week. But of course, we're back this week, uh, and so outside of that event, um, things have been going okay i guess uh we've uh been going along in our basketball season we unfortunately on uh, the seventh grade b team have lost two straight games in the final seconds uh, it's very very tough both losses last night especially was one where uh, a kid hit a, a very lucky falling to his side three-pointer to uh take a three-point lead with five seconds left in the game uh <laughs> That was lucky. Come on, man. It's just you just sound like a hating ass coach from the other team. No, no, no. It was it was legitimately lucky. Like, don't get me wrong. As <laughs> I as I told the kids and I had to tell them to like that night, because, of course, you know, they're seventh graders. They're already emotional. So, of course, it was an emotional game. Um, you know, I told them hey, it was a lucky shot, but lucky shots can go in. And that's what happened. That shot like in we were defender in his face. The kid was out of control and he just kind of heaved it up. Now, I do want to give the kid credit. I don't know his name. I do know his number. His number was number four. Um, that kid can shoot threes. He he was, I think, across the night hit like four or four or five three pointers. Kid is really good three point shot. But just that one in particular, it was it was one of those where you could tell he was you know, rushing, like, you know, not composed and just kind of like lofted it up, just hoping it went in. And it, unfortunately it did <laughs> for, unfortunately for us, fortunate yeah. for him, you know, but, um, yeah. So obviously no games this weekend, but we'll, we have one more game before the Thanksgiving break and then off for a little bit before we get right back at it. But other than that, things have been going well, but everyone, Thank you so much for tuning in here to the One More Game Podcast. This is a podcast that is centered around making sure you're informed about all the video game news happening all around the world. Whether it's Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, or PC, if there's news that you need to know about, we'll make sure that you know about it. When you are listening to this on your podcast service, make sure you hit the subscribe button or the follow button, depending on what your service offers. And if your podcast service allows reviews, please leave a five-star review and tell everyone why you love the One More Game Podcast, because... We really enjoy bringing this to you each and every Friday. I know this episode is one day late, but that was just because of scheduling issues yesterday. So we are recording it now on Friday for you guys to listen to it on Saturday. But 
If you guys are listening to this for the first time, thank you so much for tuning into the One More Game podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. If you are returning, you already know what it is. We start every single podcast talking about what we've been playing lately. So, Isaac, what have you been playing lately? Oh, man, I played a few things. Um, Well, since we last spoke, I played the Lost Ark beta that was oh, last week. Yeah. Oh, I, man, I, I really... I, what was that? I was just gonna say I uh I wanted to get into it as you know I did get into it but it was the day uh that I had to leave so I right. had to give my my beta code away <laughs> yeah but yeah man it's it's a lot of fun um a lot of the MMO stuff that I complained about when we were talking about New World I don't mind this game because I like the combat in this game I like the gameplay um they have a few different classes although I think there's a there's gonna when it launches here in the west there's gonna be a few um not all the classes that are in like the Korean and Russian version are going to be there day one. Um, but th- there are a few there, like a good handful of them. And I mean, they, they all, I, I didn't play all of them, but I played a good four to five of them and they all feel pretty good. They all feel fun to play. They all have, you know, their own moves and, and play slightly different. The animations in this game for the attacks, they're, they're just beautiful. That's, that's my favorite part of the game. Um, and then apparently, I don't know, I wasn't paying attention to the story, but apparently the people say the story's pretty good, so who knows? <laughs> There's that. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Lost Ark. Um, that's, I think it's coming out March or something. Um, but yeah, that, that's a lot of fun. Um, and then Battlefield, Battlefield 2042. Uh, I bought the gold edition, so I got to play it a week early. I got about uh, five hours into it, and I mean, it's, it's fun. And it is a battlefield game, but it man, it has a lot of issues. Um, <laughs> it, I, I mean, which is like almost tradition for battlefield. Yep. Now, I guess I feel, I feel at this point. Wait, and I think you mentioned that yep. <laughs> last time we talked about it. <laughs> um, I haven't experienced as much. I mean, I'm only five hours in, so who knows? But like, I, I think I, I, I had one crash, and that was about it in terms of bug, uh, or in terms of bugs. Um, but it, 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 my biggest gripe is the. I feel like there's a movement. I don't know if it's hit registration or I think it's a movement penalty when you move and shoot. It almost, it's not as, you know, like Valorant or CSGO. It's nothing like that. But like you move and shoot at a distance and you're not going to kill the guy. Like you're not going to hit your shots, even if your crosshair is over. And that's my biggest issue with the game right now. But then, you know, then there's, um, it doesn't feel like a lot of modes are in there. There's the obviously Conquest, you know, the flagship uh, uh, mode for Battlefield. That's a lot of fun, you know, a big vehicle, a bunch of vehicles, aircrafts, helicopters, jets, uh, tanks, you know, that that's a lot of fun. Um, the big map, you know, zone control. I love that mode. Um, and then they have, ah, man, I'm, I can't remember their names. They have these two other modes that are that are newish. One is hardwire, I want to say. You go around, you collect data, like uh, uh, briefcases. I only played this mode once. I didn't really like it. Um I didn't like the other mode either. So the conquest is really only. You didn't mode like that I really the enjoyed. other mode. Wow. I don't remember yeah, what the name like of that other one is. It's not the hardwire one, but like that's the one that I've been seeing a lot of praise online for. I just I just like conquest. <laughs> that okay. was my thing. Um again, I didn't play it a lot either. I played like one time and I was like, mm, let me just go back to conquest. So I don't I, I I can't speak too much on it, I guess. But um i do like the portal stuff though I, I did play a bit of uh you know portal has like just these old classic maps from battle you know from past battlefield games the ones that i played were bad company too because i was like one of my favorite if not my favorite uh battlefield game um and it has you know the classic maps and it even has you know the classic classes uh the, from, from those modes um so that that's a lot of fun i do really like the portal mode that's where i spend most of my time on well conquest and portal i didn't spend on the new modes 
Uh, they also have like the special, the specialists. They're not called, they're not classes anymore. They're specialists, so you can like mix and match. You know, in, in traditional, well, past Battlefield games, each class has like a certain gun type to it. Like you know, like the depending on which Battlefield, right? Like it'll be like, all right, if you're the assault class, you got automatic rifles and shotguns or something, right? In this one, you can you pick a specialist, and they have their own little kit, and not kit, but like their own little ability or or gadget. And then you can pretty much equip whatever weapons and 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 other gadgets that that you want with them. Um, so that's a different change. I, I like it. Um, all my another one of my favorite things is the uh, what is it called? The cross, the T, the whatever it's called. I think it's called the cross system or something, where you can like register a few attachments to your gun in terms of your scope, your barrel, your stock, and your magazine, or is it magazine and and your under barrel? Um, so you can register a few attachments to them, like two or like three, I think is the max to each one of those, um, each one of those slots. And then in game at any time, you can just swap around whatever attachment. So if you, if you want, like, if your gun is, uh, if you're in a court close quarter, like building, like in, in where you're going to get into a, an engagement in close quarters, you put on the mods that are better suited for that. Then if you say you run outside and you go out in the open field, um, and then you see someone off in the distance, you can on the fly, you can just switch, swap out the scope, maybe put a more, a longer barrel or whatever. And, and it's, 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 it's pretty seamless. And it, I really like that feature. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it has a lot of issues. A lot of people are experiencing crashes. Another thing, the performance, not good at all. Like I, my PC, I mean, I got a good PC except the GPU. I mean, the GPU is pretty good, right? But it's old now it's 1070, but I'm, I'm probably averaging like 60 frames on low settings um which is which is not good mm -hmm. um but yeah i'm enjoying it for what it is i know it's not great it's not perfect but i'm i, I just like battlefield well I'm, uh I'm glad the other thing <laughs> the other thing i tried halo uh it's just it's just halo's not for me i know people love it I, I, halo just doesn't click with me uh, i played it for i don't know maybe two hours and um i don't know i just got bored <laughs> it's just it. halo's gameplay doesn't click with me um, uh, but I, people seem to enjoy it. You know, there's got the, I think we're going to talk about it, but there's like battle pass issues and stuff. Um, and then the last thing I picked up monster hunter rise on the switch yesterday, or I, I came in the mail yesterday. I put in about two or three hours in that. And I got to say, man, maybe the, I was really big into monster hunter world. That was the first monster hunter game I played. And I don't know. I think the addiction is going to come back. We'll see. Oh, you think so? <laughs> right. I think so. Uh, I do want to just make mention, because you talked about, of course, the bugs. Uh, just currently on Battlefield 2042's Steam page, uh, it is sitting at all reviews of 23% positive, a mostly negative uh, yeah. setting out of 17,578 reviews. You know, I feel like this is one of the reasons EA didn't want to put their games on, on Steam, just because it deterred. Like, people see bad reviews. They're not going to buy the game. Yeah. There's no reviews on Origin uh this isn't surprising but yeah i mean i i enjoy it it has like i said it has a lot of issues but yeah i mean those those reviews are probably warranted <laughs> yeah and the, and it's one of those things as you kind of said uh for people like if you like battlefield games you just pick it up because you're gonna end up liking it you know type of thing yeah. if you're new to battlefield uh I I would say personally, it's like I wouldn't let the reviews scare you away from trying it out if you do want to – like if you look at it and you're like, this seems right up my alley, I want to play it, go ahead and play it because as Isaac said, uh, 
the the buggy issues at launch this just seems to be like you know a tra- a tradition, <laughs> a tradition for battlefield wait a year and it's gonna be amazing watch yeah it's, it takes a little bit for them to figure out <laughs> why for some reason launch is yeah. a problem but yeah then then they'll get through everything and it'll start to be better uh, myself i have not played battlefield 2042 i'm not picking it up at least right now I already told you from when I played the beta, I wasn't a huge fan of the conquest mode. I've never been a big fan of the conquest mode for Battlefield, so like I, I kind of knew I wasn't going to be a huge fan of the, the beta, but I wanted to give it a shot, and so I'm just kind of waiting um, on that one. And you know, as you said, even though it's not for you, like with Halo being out and that being free multiplayer, like I'll dive into that when I decide. You know, it's time for me to play some uh multiplayer games which i do want to get to i just haven't gotten into halo yet but or gotten into this halo yet i should say um but i do have an update i finally beat star ocean first departure i finally (laughs) beat it i uh i didn't get to of course play like any video games uh last week because of the whole um family emergency matter but uh when i got back i uh played a little bit of Shin Megami Tensei 5 as you know that's been like the game that I've been really excited for all year long and was finally glad to grab it and I played it a little bit uh I like what I've gotten so far my one gripe on the game but I guess it's like it's one of those things where it's because of the system it's on I hate a little bit on how um like foggy the game looks uh like the graphics don't look as crisp as i would want them to be but of course it's on switch you know and i kind of understand that because the game's character models everything about the game should look really stylish but for some reason there's like this little fogginess and i think it's of course the switch uh system or atlas at least uh reducing the graphics a little bit so that it runs at a, a good performance level on the switch if this was you know not a switch exclusive and it was on like the playstation or maybe even the xbox or on pc i'm sure of course the graphics would look as crisp as the character models at least look like they should be but it's not a huge knock. I'm not, like, super upset about it. It's just the one small gripe about it. And I'm enjoying it so far, but I decided, like, right as I started to play it, I was like, no, I can't I can't get into Shin Megami Tensei right now because I'm so close to beating Star Ocean. And if I dive into Shin Megami Tensei, I'm not going to Star Ocean for a while. <laughs> um, so you you got to be proud of me. I took Shin Megami Tensei back out. And I played more of Star Ocean, and so actually finally this beat a game. actually this morning I uh, I finally beat it. You know the game did the whole, uh, which I know this is like notorious for RPGs, but the game did the whole thing on me where it's like all game long it's like you're gonna fight this bad guy, and I'm like all right let's go, and I killed the bad guy, and then they were like ha psych, there's actually a different big bad that you're gonna fight. So last night I thought I was gonna beat the game. And then that, that happened, and I was like, God dang it. So this morning, I finally took out the big bad. I felt good about it. I really like the game. Again, it's an old-school RPG, so like it's one of those where it's not going to be... Um, it's not going to be like a game that's going to super wow you or anything, but if you are into RPGs and if you are into Star Ocean, or if you just want to first get into Star Ocean... First Departure Remake is actually a really good game, and um, 
just plays really well. And so, yeah, it was really good. But I do want to I do want to make this mention, and then we'll go on into our stories. But um, I found a loophole in the game on how to make money. And Isaac, I just want you to guess how much money do you think I ended the game with? Uh, ten million. More. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fifty. Fifty million. More. What is the cap, first of all? There is no cap. Okay. A hundred million? Close. A hundred and three million. Okay. <laughs> I, kept, I kept doing the loophole, and I was just, like, thinking I was going to hit, you know, like, 99, 99, you know. Right. I was, like, expecting to hit that cap, and it kind of looked like I was going to hit, you know, hit this cap, and I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then when I broke over it, I think at the point that I finally broke over it, it was like a hundred, a hundred and five million or something like that. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm not going any further. <laughs> like, I already un- yeah. like, I'm sure the cap might be at 999 million, but I was like, no, I'm stopping at 100 million. That's fine. But yeah, that's, uh, that's what I ended the game with. <laughs> My friend that I sent it to did say, he's like, basically you have enough money to just like pay the big bad to to go away. <laughs> like, here, take this yeah. money, leave. But anyway, I'm, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you finally finished the game though. I can't remember the last time, if any, <laughs> any episode. If any, I finished this game. Right, this is the first time you finished the game since we started recording this. No, this there's, there's gotta be one other. There's gotta be what? one other. What? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll update later in the episode or maybe next episode but anyway we've been talking about what we've been playing lately for a while so let's get into our gaming catalog because we actually do have a jam-packed episode we're going right into halo infinite news because there is a lot of it uh warner brothers announcing a new game sony and xbox speaking out on activision ceo bobby kodak game award nominees are revealed and sifu and saints row get a new release date and that's all coming up here on the one more game podcast and we're getting started right with what i said and that is halo infinite news and we'll start with the news that came out today and kind of move backwards in things uh halo infinite campaign co-op and forge mode are releases are pushed back this is an ign article excuse me, coming from Joe Scrubbles, and it goes as follows. Halo Infinite won't be getting a co-op option for campaign mode until May 2022 at the earliest, and the Forge mode will be even further down the line. Speaking to Eurogamer Gamer 343 head of creative Joseph Statton, Confirmed that the game's extension of Halo Infinite Season 1 means the two much-requested features have been delayed. When 343 announced the campaign co-op and Forge would not be launched in the game, it made it clear that the former would drop during Season 2 and the latter in Season 3. Satin confirmed that with Season 1 now taking place for around 6 months instead of the planned 3, that means those modes have also been pushed back. So Season 2 should begin sometime in May, with Season 3 likely to be around August and September. Uh, Staten couldn't offer firm release dates for either, though. He said, quote, We can't commit to any hard dates right now because we are seeing with this multiplayer beta, other things might move up in priority stack for us. If it turns out that our progression system just isn't working the way we intended, which by the way, spoiler alert, kind of is not. Uh, if we need to move some of those bigger rocks sooner, then we as a team will make those decisions and will clearly communicate to our fans why we're what. Wait, there's two whys in there. To our fans, why we're doing certain things. Uh, okay, as Satin mentions, the team has rapidly had to respond to complaints about the game's Battle Bass progression system, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But first, Isaac. Uh, what's your thoughts or feelings on the fact that the co-op 
campaign and forge mode are delayed from their original, I guess, delay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, the co-op thing, well, actually both of these, yeah, these are both like staples of Halo. I think the, the co-op thing, we knew about this a year ago, right? That it wasn't going to be at launch. Uh, I, I don't I know if it was, it was a, a year ago, but I remember them saying it was definitely way earlier this year that campaign co-op and forge mode ago. were not going to launch with the game when it came out. right so i mean that sucks because I, I do have uh, a friend who's really big into halo and he was really <laughs> he didn't know about this I, I pointed out well really i was pointing out the forge thing to to him because um we play like custom games this is the only time i really have fun in halo i don't i don't want to shit on halo it's a good game people <laughs> like it but this is really the only time i have fun in halo in the custom game so i was, I was letting him know oh look this is gonna be even further out ahead and then he was really upset about the co-op not being there um, cause he didn't know. So that sucks, you know, especially people love playing the Halo games in co-op mode. Um, so that's, that's disappointing for them. Uh, but I mean, you know, as far as the whole Halo thing that's been going on, you know, I'm just, the surprise drop worked, right? It built up a lot of hype. Um, it got people excited for Halo. Um, there, there was rumors going about, I don't know if you saw this because you were out, but there was like these rumors going on that it was going to drop on Monday. Yeah, there was, I, it, I was, it had been for a while. The rumors had been building. Yeah, I think we mentioned it too. I think we brought it up in one episode too. Like, do you think it's possible that they drop, you know, the, the mode separate, the multiplayer separate from the campaign? Yep, and I um, said yes. I, <laughs> yeah, I think we both said like it's very possible. Um, but I, yeah, it was, it's great for marketing. Um, the battle pass stuff, you know, the, the, I mean, yeah, it sucks for now, but they're gonna get that fixed. This is also a free to play thing, you know, so there's got to be some 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 type of monetization. So yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm happy for Halo. It's it's good that Halo Halo's uh like a staple of just gaming now. I guess I don't want to say a staple, but it's it's a big franchise. So and for a while, I felt like Halo had you know kind of gone away, and like people weren't as excited for Halo. So I'm happy to see that people are loving Halo again. Um, it's good for Microsoft. It's good for Game Pass. I mean, we didn't get to talk about it last week, but those fours and numbers were crazy. Uh, yeah. I'm sure Halo's numbers are going to be even bigger. Um, so yeah, it, it's just it's good all around. Once they get the Battle Pass stuff fixed, it, it'll be great. Yeah, and um, you know I'm I'm kind of right there with you with the the campaign co-op more specifically, just because yeah. of the fact like right now we are still in the pandemic right and so there are still people not able to gather and be with each other and like you know a lot of people like playing these camp you know these the campaign co-op style and so like you know it feels like that one should have been a little bit more of a priority i don't know maybe i'm just like looking too much into it but i was thinking like that's like the way to kind of be like look you guys have been like cooped up you haven't been able to play you know do things together look here's Halo Infinite with the campaign co-op, right? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that should have been moved up. But, you know, yeah. unfortunately, those are both getting pushed back. And it totally makes sense with getting pushed back, as you said, because of the Battle Pass, battle pass progression issues. And I'm actually going to segue right into that story. This is also coming from uh, IGN. This is from Logan Plant. And, of course, it goes as follows. Just days after the launch, which, of course, we've already alluded to as well, the multiplayer surprise launched on Monday, but it is currently in beta mode. And I put little finger quotes up, even though you guys can't see that. But anyways, so just days after the launch, 343 is already addressing issues players have with Halo Infinite's Battle Pass. On Twitter, Halo Community Manor, uh, manager John Juzinski or 
Juzak. I never can say this guy's last name. So I'm just going to say John again, like I said last time. Set changes are already coming later this week. Uh, for starters, 343 is adding a, quote, play one game challenge, uh, end quote, which will reward players simply by playing games. They're also adjusting or removing some weekly challenges based on player feedback designed to help speed up progress through the battle pass. Uh, and also as an update that came out, 343 has announced that the first changes to Halo Infinite's multiplayer progressions have now been made. The Halo support Twitter feed made the announcement saying that players now earn 50 XP towards their battle pass with every match made game played. The deck of challenges is also being updated to serve players of all skills levels. As promised, XP boosts now last for an hour instead of 30 minutes, which was another change that was done. And weekly challenge progressions have been reset with players being given this week's ultimate reward next week for uh, four challenges that saw bugs have also been fixed. Heat of the moment. It bears repeating. Uh, George would be proud and ultra tech. So, Isaac, you kind of alluded to it already, but uh, how do you feel about the fact that, I guess, changes are already coming to the battle pass in the game several days after it came out? Yeah, I mean, they're on top of it. They know that this is an issue and, like, it, you know, it hasn't even been out a week. Um, so it's good. You know, it's good seeing that they're 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 responding to the feedback. Um but for, I mean, it's still, like, I just always go back to the free-to-play, right? Like, the free-to-play always means, at least to me, it always means, like, all right, if you want some cool skins and stuff, you're going to have to dump some money in here. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't personally look through the Battle Pass because I, I was only in there for a bit. But I do remember, like, playing for, like, two hours, and I was like, man, my Battle Pass has barely moved. So it, it, was, pretty, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty bad. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but they're, they're on top of it. I'm sure they'll make it right. Microsoft, Microsoft has been team consumer for like i don't know the past two years or something so i'm sure it's going to be some, something good it's going to be good yeah we'll we'll see how everything gets shaped up i have not been able to jump into halo infinite just yet i was actually planning to do it uh last night but then i was like no i'm gonna i'm gonna beat star ocean and then <laughs> uh so I'm, I'm planning to kind of jump into it at some point this weekend but also the king of fighters 15 beta is going on this weekend so i'm also going to be playing that so we'll see what goes on in there but uh so yeah i haven't looked at the battle pass but i've been seeing of course on my Twitter feeds, on Facebook, just people complaining about how the Battle Pass progression is not really moving up. And even though they actually have a better system in place, the one that it kind of reminds me of is Warzone. And I only say that because Warzone always felt like to me... Now, of course, Halo is worse. I'm not trying to... like At least currently right now, Halo is worse based off of what people are saying. But it always felt like for me with Warzone is like I would play that thing for hours and I would like maybe move up one. <laughs> like one tier. And it's yeah. like, God, you know, it just takes forever. Um, even though like at the end of the game, it's like you just earned 102,000 experience yeah. points. And then it's like Battle it's Pass. <laughs> I know. And then it's like Battle Pass, you moved up like a quarter of an inch. <laughs> like yeah. very little. So I wonder if you uh if you buy the Battle Pass in Warzone, like do you get does it you get does it progress faster? You get a little bit of a faster progression, at least yeah. based on my experience when I got it. Um, but I still even on the seasons that I did buy the battle pass, because there was like a similar to what you said, right? There was like a skin that I was like Oh, that looks cool. I'm willing to to throw some money and try to level up the battle pass while I'm playing. Um, even when I got it, I felt like it still moved up pretty slowly. Cause it right. they of course these games they want you to play 
a lot of hours, right? They want the yeah. more you play, the more you're likely going to spend money. And so they want you to keep playing. And of course, like, you know, now they're giving you experience for playing a match, right? But it's still only 50 experience. And I'm sure, you know, to move up over one bracket or, you know, or one tier, I'm sure at the minimum, it's going to be like a thousand experience points. So like, you know, it's going to be a little bit before you keep going up. So I, um, you know, it's, we'll see what comes out of it. I hope that at some point they do what a lot of people are asking, myself included, which is, you know, give some experience based on the, the, you know, the way you play in the game. So like, you know, if I get 20 kills and I get, you know, the, is it the Slayer emblem that Halo gives or something like that in the game? Like if I got the, the Slayer emblem, I get in a, a bonus 100 experience points or something like that. You know, give me, give some skill points based off of your matches, not just, not just off the challenges. Cause I don't know, again, I haven't seen it yet. But the way that people are wording it is it sounds like you're you're not getting those currently. You gotta do like certain things to actually do those challenges and instead of just playing the game and trying to win and enjoy yourself. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, it's it's technically beta, right? It's technically not yeah. in full release yet. <laughs> so there's yeah. can be a lot of changes between now and what is it, December eighth, right? December eighth, yeah. December 8th, yeah. So, yeah. There's still a lot of time between between those two. So, yeah, we'll uh we'll see how it goes and of course, we will keep you guys posted on what those changes do end up being. Um one thing that you and I were really talking about and looking forward to was this rumored Warner Brothers Smash Bros like <laughs> game. And Warner Brothers came through with us. They have announced Multiverses, a Smash Bros. game, but with Bugs Bunny, Batman, and Game of Thrones. This is an article coming from Polygon, written by Michael McWhirter, and it goes as follows. Batman, Superman, Bugs Bunny, Arya Stark, Tom and Jerry, and other characters from the Warner Brothers stables will be will battle it out in a new Smash Super Smash Bros. inspired platform fighter called Multiverses. Warner Bros. Games announced this on Thursday, and yes, the game will include the meme-born Ultra Instinct Shaggy from Scooby-Doo when Multiverses launches sometime next year. Uh, Warner Brothers Games developer Player First Games hopes to distinguish Multiverses from similar games like Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and and Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl by releasing the game as free-to-play with team-based 2v2 format. And the companies also promise full cross-play support and it will be coming to PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Windows PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and will have dedicated server-based rollback netcode and content-filled seasons. Uh, just to go from off of this real quick before I pass it over to you, Multiverses will have an ever-expanding roster, so, so far with the announcements, the confirmed characters are Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn from the DC Universe, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, Bugs Bunny, Arya Stark from Game of Thrones, Tom and Jerry, Finn and Jake the Dog from Adventure Time, and Steven Universe and Garnet. An original character named Rain Dog is also going to be in the game. So, Isaac, you got the announcement. We don't have LeBron James versus Gandalf yet, like we talked about. But what do you think about what you saw from the game so far? I don't know what to think. <laughs> this, is, this is, I mean, the roster 
it looks fun, right? Like Arya Stark, like what the hell? Like you know, Batman, you know, like oh, you you just mentioned all of them. That that I do like the roster, but like the gameplay to me seemed meh. Um, being being free to play, I mean, we just mentioned it. Being free to play has some you know connotations to it. I'm sure you're gonna have to grind super hard to like unlock some of these characters or you can just cough up 10 bucks or whatever they decide to charge for a character um i do like that they are using you know some of the voice actors from yes, whoever voice that. yeah that so that's that is already way better than what nickelodeon did because nickelodeon i think i'm I, yeah i talked about it on mm -hmm. here um none of the voice actors and then like the music was like just awful they didn't even use the music from the shows um it's it's also cross progression and cross play, you know. That's that's always good. Uh, you know, if you got a group, I'm sure if we get a group of friends, our group of friends is not going to play this. But if we would get a group of friends, right, I we'll have we we'll have our we would have our fun in there for like a day or two, right, and then it will, <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, I so think we if can you got a group, maybe. Um, it also has rollback netcode, which just seems like every fighting game must have now. I, whoever is. I don't know. Does somebody own rollback netcode? Is that a thing? Uh, no, the way that I understand I it is it's just like every – while rollback netcode is a thing, basically almost every studio still has to like develop it for their game. Like you can't okay. just take it from a certain game just and implement it. it. Yeah, that's the way that I understand it. Uh, Maximilian uh, on YouTube had a video on it from uh, a while back, like I think sometime last year, and that was my my takeaway from it. Yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, that makes sense because like just because it has rollback netcode doesn't mean it's gonna be good because Nickelodeon All Star has that rollback netcode. Remember, once you play with more than two people, if you're in the lobby with three people, not in the lobby, but an actual game with three people, it just it was it was just awful. Uh, so I mean, I would give this game a try just because of the roster. If we get a group of friends, like I said, I'm sure we'll have our fun for a day or two, um, and then never play it again. <laughs> so yeah, those are pretty much my thoughts on this game. I thought I will tell you right away. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe it actually got announced. Like I, I knew it was coming yeah. at some point, but it was one of those like I thought it was definitely a little bit further down the line. So I was glad to see it. And then I will say graphic wise, I was like, this actually looks good. You know, like no not a knock to Nickelodeon uh All Star Brawl, but because again, it was a smaller studio that made it and you can just tell by as you said, the no voice actors, the no music, that it, it was made on a budget. But, like, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl looks rough. Like, the characters, like, you obviously know, like, who they are, but they don't look the, the cleanest versions of yeah. themselves, right? Multiverse is like, these actually looked really good. I was like, all right, this looks great. And then I heard the voice casting and the music, and I was like, all right, this looks great. And then... I saw the gameplay, and I don't know if it was because it was the <laughs> video, like, with them talking about it, like, giving us a first look, but it looked slow to me. Like, yeah. it didn't look like Super Smash Bros-like where, you know, it, it's it's moving, you know, around, and, like, there's a lot of jumping. Like, it looked, like, slow. Like, it was, like, sluggish or, like, kind of moving through uh, mud almost, and so... I don't yeah. again I I'm not trying to say that is what it's going to be because it was just our first look at it and they may have just slowed it down just for the video purposes uh to do the announcement while they're talking but that was my only thing. So if the gameplay can can like we talked about before can at least match to an extent what Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl did gameplay wise, 
I'm all sold on this game. The free-to-play measures, as you said, can always be a huge knock. There is that chance that, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's going to release a new character and you got to pay 12 bucks or 15 bucks to get get Gandalf yeah. in the game, you know. I'm I'm feeling like $7 is the better spot, but who knows? These companies can be very greedy, <laughs> right? So, yeah. um so we'll see how it goes in that regard, but I I'm looking forward to it and I do think I still think that we could get enough people especially because it has cross-play support. We have back in the day, you weren't there for this, but like on the Nintendo Wii U, we used to have some, you know, high stakes like battles on Super Smash Bros. Wii U uh, when that came out. So I feel like at the very least, we can get those people to cop back in and get in some multiverses, especially because of that crossplay support. So we'll see how it comes out. Yeah. I do want to ask outside of outside of Gandalf and LeBron James, uh, what's one character that you want to see in the game? Maybe not at announcement, but at least gets announced here soon that's coming to the game. Man, I don't know. It's because it's so hard. I don't know like their properties off the top of my head. Um, wow. God. Neo from The Matrix. Harry Potter. Okay. <laughs> they own those, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they own those. <laughs> I love that you were like, you're like, Neo, Harry Potter. <laughs> just, in case, just in case they don't got Neo, I know they got Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty uh, sure they got Neo. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm actually want to see uh, uh, um, Smeagol. And Golem from oh, yeah. from Lord of the Rings. I would love yeah, to like good to have him in there. Like I can imagine like some crazy esque battle moves with it. Oh, and let's I, get um let's get um oh my god, I'm blinking on his name. What's the 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 wizard from Harry Potter, like the the principal of the school? <laughs> What's his oh, name? uh Dumbledore. <laughs> Dumbledore. Let's get Dumbledore versus Dumbledore there. versus um what's what's the Lord of the Rings guy? What's his name? You just Gandalf. Name. Gandalf, there you go. I'm, you just, know, I'm so bad with That would mean right Dumbledore now. though, his attack points would literally have to just be he deduces points. You know, he just like <laughs> ten points away from Gandalf and his health just drops ten or something. <laughs> like or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's his that's the way he fights. Yeah. Um I do want to say real quick though, uh before we move on. Um, what was your thoughts though, that the game is really kind of focusing on this like team-based format, the 2v2 aspects where you're going to even have like supportive moves. I know they use the example of like Batman will have like a smoke screen that you can hide like your, like basically your team behind it to like, as you go to do something, uh, what do you think about that kind of approach to the platformer whereas of course like in super smash bros and i'm assuming in nickelodeon all-star brawl even when you play like in a for you know a, a team format it's literally just go beat the crap out of everybody <laughs> yeah i mean they should have just a free-for-all mode right like i, I think mean, they i will. guess this is yeah like because i think smash and these i don't remember nickelodeon but smash has like a team team thing right like you can do yes. two weeks or whatever um, I mean, if they this is one of what they want to focus on, okay. So, so they might just be trying to separate themselves from Smash. Like, okay, yeah, this is like a Smash game, but like we're our own thing as well. Mm. Um, but I mean, it's whatever. It, they'll have a free for all mode, I'm sure. If this, if if that's a big if, if this takes off, they'll have you know one v one tournaments or whatever. They did say in the video that they are gonna have um, single like single player one v one options. Um, yeah. And I'm assuming 
they're going to have a free-for-all because of that same thing. But, yeah, I, my my one thing I just wanted to say with it, the reason I asked you the question is, like, I just don't know how to feel about it because, again, like, in Super Smash Bros., especially with it being a platform fighter, like, it's so hard to try to, like, coordinate and link up stuff, even though Smash Bros. does not focus on that. Like, Smash Bros., like, your character's moves are just your character's moves, and that's about yeah. it. Um, the fact that, like, you know you're going to have some supportive abilities, like especially using, for instance, like Batman Smokescreen. Like I know they showed that off, but my first thought was when I heard that was, well, yeah, but the enemy team still knows you're behind the smokescreen. <laughs> they could just yeah. run up and punch. <laughs> like, they, they show it? I don't even remember. Yeah, they, they did show, show it. How big it. was the smokescreen? Uh, not very big. It was like just enough to fit both the characters behind. Let me just say it that way it's so stupid yeah so i don't know i don't know i don't know how to take it but you know like you said they are obviously trying to differentiate themselves from you know the other competitions uh one thing about trying to differentiate yourself is sony and microsoft wanting to make sure that they are basically arm's length away from activision blizzard especially after the latest news coming out and i know we've been talking about it a lot but we got to bring this one up this is an article coming from dot esports written by scott robertson and it is sony and microsoft executives call out activision blizzard for response to latest allegations in response to Activision Blizzard's handling of a Wall Street Journal report that says CEO Bobby Kotick was aware of sexual harassment claims for years, the heads of both PlayStation and Xbox have expressed their concerns to their respective staffs via internal emails. Sony PlayStation chief Jim Ryan and Microsoft's head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, have both addressed their respective staffs in the wake of the latest allegations against Activision Blizzard, according to Bloomberg's Jason Schreier. Ryan wrote to his employees on Tuesday, November 16th, that Sony and PlayStation had reached out to Activision Blizzard to express their, quote, deep concern and to ask how they plan to address the claims made in the article, end quote. Ryan added that he felt the company's response to the report didn't properly address the situation. A day later, Xbox's Spencer penned a similar letter to the Xbox staff, saying that he and the leadership team were, quote, disturbed and deeply troubled by the horrific events and actions, end quote, mentioned in the report. But Spencer also added that he and Xbox are considering action, saying that they're quote, evaluating all aspects of their relationship with Activision Blizzard and making ongoing proactive adjustments, end quote. Um, just because of timing-wise, I'm going to just kind of skip to the uh, bottom of this. So in response to the article from Wall Street Journal, Activision Blizzard leadership have stuck by Kodak while dismissing the article, claiming it presents an inaccurate and misleading view of the CEO and the company. A group of shareholders sent a letter to the board demanding his resignation, but the board refused, prompting a massive walkout from several employees. Those employees have now signed a petition calling for Kodak's removal, which has reached over 1,000 and signatures isaac how do you take all of this information in it's crazy that the board is behind them and this was their out right like they could have just been like we didn't know he didn't tell us anything yep. but no they, they had an easy out for them to not to look bad but you know all they see is dollar signs so they're trying to i guess he's good well obviously he's good at what he does because you know activision just makes a bunch of money um selling the exact same game um <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't understand why why they're standing. But well, I do understand. It's the money. I just said it. I, I literally in my notes here, I just put dollars. <laughs> That's all I put in my notes here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he should be out. Like there, there's no there's no way around it. He should he should be gone. He should step out. He should resign. He should be fired. Whatever whatever it is. Uh, it makes it worse that he did know that this was going on. But like 
uh, no, all this happened under your watch. Even if you didn't know, you should be gone. Um, but again, you know, all the, it's all about the money. Bobby Kodak knows how to make money for Activision. Um, so that that is the reason they're standing behind him. But I, I just got to say, y'all had y'all's out. This was y'all's out to not look as bad. And y'all didn't take it. Yeah. Uh, I know that, like, Bobby Kotick has, of course, denied the, the reports. And, of course, as you as I read, the board has said that the reports uh, are inaccurate and a misleading view, essentially. Uh, but you're right. This was their chance to to kind of wipe them, their hands clean and the break in a good manner for the public view, for people to be excited still about the future of Activision Blizzard. Uh, and and they, they dropped the ball. Um, I do have to ask before we kind of move on, though, is a lot of people, of course, at first didn't, you know, know the connection or didn't see the connection. But uh, Activision Blizzard, a day before the Wall Street Journal, uh, Wall Street Journal article came out, gave all the workers additional time off for Thanksgiving. And then the article came out the very next day. And a lot of workers feel like Activision Blizzard knew the article was coming out and was trying to get good um, feelings or good uh, morale uh, from making that move on Thanksgiving. What do you think? Do you think that that was that? Do you think that that actually is the case, or do you feel like it was basically kind of coincidental that they mm. gave that time off and then this article came out? Well, I think in terms of the article specifically, I think it's probably coincidental. But I think they were trying to like. Just because of what's what all happened throughout the year, they're like, all right, here's some here's some extra time. I just think <laughs> the articles it's coincidental, but they are they were trying to you know um, make their employees feel good. I guess you don't think it was them. them trying to get get them to feel good knowing this article was about to not release? the article. No, I don't think so. I okay. think that was just coincidental, but I think it is basically tied to the basically. The, you know the 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 all the allegations oh for it sure. is based on that <laughs> but it, I, don't, I don't know if, it, if the article had anything to do with it yeah I, I don't know myself but i was saying like i just saw a lot of employees and a, and yeah. some journalists like drawing that connection and i it was could like be. Mm, i don't know like it, it timing be, wise is really weird right yeah yeah <laughs> but at the same time i guess like it does make sense that they would announce any kind of additional time off for thanksgiving right because of this week because uh, they're giving to my knowledge, I don't have the article up, but uh, they're giving all next week off for the employees, whereas before it was just part of the week. And so, like, of course, they would have to announce it sometime this week. But I don't know. I, I, yeah. We're not we're not there, right? We don't know exactly, but it's just it, it's a little fishy. Uh, let's go into our next article because we are running a little long. And this is the Game Awards 2020 nom- 2021 nominees have been revealed. This is an article from Games Beat, and it go it is written by Rachel Rachel Kazer Kazer Kazer. I'm gonna go with Kazer Rachel Kazer, and it goes as follows: The Game Awards announced. Today, of course, this was, uh, what was this? This was on uh, Tuesday. Uh, who the nominees are for the 2021 event. The show will go live on December 9th from the Microsoft Theater. The one that is everyone was paying attention to. The Game of the Year nominees, nominees goes as follows. Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Resident Evil Village, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Psychonauts 2. Out of all of the games with nominations, Deathloop leads with eight, including Game of the Year, Best Narrative, and Best Performance. Uh, That is Jason E. Kelly and Ozimo 
Akaga, I think, are nominated separately for the performances as the main characters of Colt and Juliana. Uh, other games with multiple nominations include It Takes Two, Psychonauts 2, Returnal, and Life is Strange True Colors. Isaac, let me ask you, what is your thoughts about the Game of the Year nom- nominees and the fact that uh, Deathloop is leading with eight nominations? Yeah, I think it's a good list for the most part. You, you know, you're not going to make everybody happy with any type of list like this. Someone would always feel like they were snubbed. Um, the biggest one I've, I've, I hear with the biggest snub is probably Returnal. Um, a lot of people feel that that one should have been nominated. But again, you can't make everybody happy. Uh, Deathloop, people loved, right? Um, I'm still going to give it another shot. I just think I wasn't in the mood for it when it came out. Um, I do love Arcane Studios games. Um, so I'm going to give it another shot. But yeah, it's not too surprising. It, it, it was getting nines and tens, right, when it came out. So that's yeah. not too surprising. Uh, but I think it's going to be who wins it? I think it's going to be between Deathloop and It Takes Two. Because uh, It Takes Two, people love that game too. But I think it came out, when, did, when was that? Like January, February? When did that come out? Oh, uh, I want to say February. I, it was really early this year. Yeah, and I always think that that hurts a game. Um, it was February. Uh, oh, sorry, March. March 26th. March. Okay. Um, but yeah, I always feel if you come out super early, you're always going to get a little, it hurts you a little bit just because if you fade from people's memories, especially if there's a bunch of other good games that came out the year. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think it's a good list. Game, game Awards are always fun. I love watching the Game Awards. Um, Jeff Keighley does a good job, especially in the more recent years. I remember the first few years, they were just, you know, not the best. <laughs> <laughs> not the best, but I think they do a good job now and it's entertaining to watch and then uh, you know, we get trailers and stuff, so I'm excited for the Game Awards. Um, but yeah, yeah, good list. Um, I will say, as you said, the one like the biggest snub. I agree. Returnal it should have been in this list, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is arguably for me my game of the year. I haven't played a lot of like games that released this year per se. I've been, obviously I've been you know tackling my backlog a lot. Um, but like for me, even with that being said, like if I was just going like, what is my game of the year for games I played this year? Returnal is still arguably number one for me. I haven't beat it, but that's just because it is it is a difficult game, um, but it is great. And so I was surprised that it wasn't on here. I kind of actually before I saw the nominees, I was like, OK, so we know Returnal's going to be there. <laughs> we know yeah. I was like, I know Metroid Dread's going to be there. Like that was kind of going through my head. And so I was like, wow, Returnal actually isn't here. But of course, it's good that, you know, it has multiple multiple nominations across other categories. And that's yeah. kind of how I feel personally when it comes to game awards, because there's so many awards for games uh, across the year like returnal i think has won somewhere already i could be wrong on that but i know ratchet and clank rift apart has won uh like best game uh best playstation game at least uh from some awards category so that's kind of my my assessment of it Uh, i'm right there with you though i do love watching the game awards i love of course i watch for you know some of the new announcements and the new trailers for even some older announcements like getting a new look at it but the game awards themselves are always fun the only thing i don't like every year and this is a personal gripe is i hate the whole orchestra melody that they always do about yeah. like the the game of the year nominees, and that's just because like for me, I'm like just get the show going. Like I don't, I don't, I like video game music, but I just don't 
want that extra time in there. Like just keep yeah. moving things along. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we go to our final story, I do have to ask you because a lot of people were upset about this, and uh, Jeff Keeley did comments about this. Um, are you upset, or do you feel like Forza Horizon Five uh, was a snub? Like, well, do you I mean, feel it should? Do you feel it should have been there, the game of the year? I don't know. Does it? Is it? Because they have a deadline. When when was, was the deadline? It was just before the deadline. It came out just before the deadline. Just before the deadline. The deadline. Oh, the deadline is uh, typically. I don't have it in this article itself, but it's the deadline is typically like the week before the nominees are announced. So right. I think it's like last week was the deadline. Yeah, I do think I do think it's something. That was another game I played this week. I forgot to mention that game's really good. Um, it's just that I it's hard because I've I haven't played some of the games on the list, so I can't be like, oh, this is better than that or whatever. Um. But yeah, I, I do think it's it's worthy of a, of a nomination. I see. I haven't played it yet, and I've already made it known too. I'm not a huge car racing person. Right. I do like I do like some, but I'm not. I just don't like actively search out to play them most of the time. Um, I'm not upset that it's not on the list for one reason that you kind of said it just came out. Um, so yeah. like. It's, you know, it always has, especially it's a good game. Like I'm not trying to knock it, but it has the 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 new release high at the moment, right? And so, like people, of course, are really, really high though. on it. I'm not. I'm not. Again, I'm not trying to say it's a bad game, but I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. it's very it's new release high right now, right? And especially those numbers of like I think now like today they hit eight million players. Um, those I. I will guarantee those are not active players because there was also a yeah, post the other day of like it was like. Uh, somebody raced and they finished someplace and it showed it was out of a million players or whatever. Like it's the numbers are the numbers are high because it, the benefit right of Game Pass. Uh, like myself included, I'm gonna check out for Forza Horizon because it's like, well, I, I have Game Pass. I might as well try it out and see if I, you know, if I really like it. So of course that's why you know they're hitting those numbers higher. Uh, and in, and it was also a a highly anticipated Xbox game. Um, but I feel it's why, like, for me personally, this is how I've always felt, right? Is that games like Forza Horizon 5 should technically, and it sounds really weird, they should technically be eligible for this year's Game of the Year or Game Awards and next year's Game Awards because it released releases so late in the year, like right before the nominations come out, that it's like... I know it's you start to now then becomes this fine line of like, well, what's the week the cutoffs, you know, type of thing. But like, I feel like if it was for next year, it would have it would have hit right. But I think right. with these nominees, with these nominees especially, these are usually voted on by not fans right now. Like this is voted on by uh, like industry people, and I think a lot of these are voted on because they released at a time frame where they're still like people are going. You know what? I thought that game was great then. I still think it's great now. I'm putting it on the list. Whereas yeah. Forza is getting hit with the the game is great, but it just came out. Do you get what I mean? I see what you're saying, but if if it got put into next year's um next year's list, it would just it, it wouldn't get any votes because I think that's what happened with Smash Smash Ultimate. It came out like in December, so it was like past the deadline. 
it was on next year's like ballot and it didn't get any votes <laughs> like yeah. i don't know if it won anything um so i mean it, you know it's not the end of the world it's just it's a game it's award show i know people you know yeah they, they do like their awards but it's not the biggest deal you tell fans online that and uh yeah <laughs> people need to be validated <laughs> exactly yeah. uh real quickly we'll just go into our last article and then we'll get into the games coming out releasing this week uh sifu and saints row have new release days we'll start with sifu uh it is now going to be released earlier than originally anticipated it got announced that instead of releasing on february 22nd it will now release on february 8th so it will not release on the same day as Elden Ring or right before Elden Ring I guess I should say it'll come a little bit earlier than that Saints Row however on the other hand has been delayed into August uh, this is from Saints Row's official uh, Twitter account and it just says Saints Row will no longer release on the originally announced date of 25th of February instead it will launch worldwide on August 23rd our priority is to create the best Saints Row game yet and if we release on the original date it wouldn't be up to the standards we've set ourselves and that you're expecting and deserve the team just needs more time to do our vision justice we're doing some fine tuning and there won't be much change in the game outside of overall quality and polish and of course they say this all the time we're sorry for delaying the game but i did just want to add this last part they said we're confident this is the right decision to make sure the game is fucking awesome when it launches uh <laughs> isaac uh what's your feelings on the the new release dates for the two games i mean is, we, we talked about this like just everybody get out of the way like is <laughs> sifu hopefully you know it doesn't mean that they're you know cutting corners for sifu because i'm really looking forward to that game but from what I hear about Elding and about this, this you know, this little what were they calling it? Test uh, server, the technical network beta, I think it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what I'm hearing about that, just everybody get out the way. Get out the way. <laughs> yeah, I uh, my my statement is not that because I know you're really high on Elden Ring. <laughs> Mine's just more so like February was stacked as hell. Yeah, Sifu, like you're still in February, but at least you're early February now. Yeah. But yeah, like now at least we have one less game in February, but it's still it's still a stacked month. <laughs> like yeah, we need we need a couple more release date changes, and I wouldn't be too upset over it. Uh, anyway. We know when Saints Row and C4 are coming out, but those are pretty far away. But if you want a new game, I'm going to tell you about what's coming out this week. And we're actually starting with today, and this time it's actually on Friday. So it's going to be yesterday. Uh, that is uh, Pronti Fishy Adventure for PC, Battlefield 2042 for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Nerf Legends for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond for Switch. Pokemon Shining Pearl for Switch. On Monday, November 22nd, we have Farming Simulator 2022 for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia. On Tuesday, November 23rd, we have Death's Door for PS5, PS4, Switch, and then Tunnel of Doom for PC. On Thursday, November 25th, we have Cricket 22, the official game of the Ashes for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And on Friday, November 26th, we have Lens Island for PC. Any of these games enticing you? No. Well, I guess Battlefield, but I've been playing that for a week, so nothing else. Here. Pokemon doesn't excite you? What are you? Those? I didn't play those. Those are. I, I That's no why they're new for ones for you to come try. Out. They're remakes, but bro, there's no nostalgia there for those. Wow. I don't. I don't know what to do with you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I did. I didn't play Diamond and Pearl uh, back in the day. I didn't have a Nintendo DS at the time, so yeah. I don't have nostalgia for them either. I'll. 
probably pick up maybe one of these at some point, but I technically speaking, I still haven't fi- finished Pokemon Sword. So like I, I don't really do feel like I should pick up this yet until I fi- finish Pokemon Sword. Other than that, no, not really. Nerf Legends would have been a great pickup if it was not fifty bucks. Yeah, Death Store is good. If y'all if coming around PS Five, PS Four, and Switch, go pick up Death Store. It's pretty good. Yeah, if you ha- if you want to hear Isaac's thoughts on it, there is an episode way back when he was playing it, talking about his thoughts on the game. So you can go check it out and see what Isaac said when it came to that release. Anyway, that's all we have for this episode. We're actually finishing right about on time. Isaac, is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with? The Mexico soccer team is still better than the USA. No, no, no. No, <laughs> clearly not. No, it's good. No, no, no. <laughs> but they're still better. All right, but anyways, everyone, thank you guys so much for tuning in here to the One More Game podcast. I've been one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, aka Darcy. This has been Texas's most wanted, Isaac Campos, and we really enjoy bringing this to you each and every Friday. Even though this one is coming out on Saturday, stay hydrated, stay healthy, stay safe, and as always, keep on gaming. We'll see you guys on the next episode.